Hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to the very first episode of my podcast, Midwest Burnett. I'm your host, Abby, and for our very first episode, I think we're talking about a pretty good topic together today, but I definitely want to take some time in today's episode, our very first episode, and talk about what this podcast is, what made me want to start it, who I am, and I'm super nervous, but I'm super excited. I think it's going to be a good time. I've been wanting to do this for so long, so I think we should just go ahead and deep dive right into today's topics, talking about the podcast overall, and then we have a good life topic that I think we're going to talk about and close out with. So let's just go ahead and get started. All right, so if you're listening to this, you're probably most likely a friend or my mom. So hey to my mother. Um, If you're not and you just came across my podcast, wow, I don't know how that happened, but that's awesome. Uh, So you probably are wondering who the heck I am then. So to give you a little background, my name's Abby, like I mentioned previously. I've been born and raised in Columbus, Ohio. I'm 25 years old. I have a job in social work. I have a side hustle job working as a sales associate at Orange Theory Fitness. I have a great group of friends. I have a fantastic family. Uh, What else? I really enjoy working out, going out with my friends, drinking with my friends, uh, going on vacations, taking trips, shopping, all things normal. I loved all of these podcasts that I've been listening to, especially over the last couple years. I started listening really a lot more during quarantine, and I think that was probably the time that I spent most listening to podcasts and on social media and just trying to kind of escape the reality of what we were currently living in. When I was on social media, I was learning all about these people that have these podcasts and they're living in all these like really big cities like New York and LA. And it felt like they were just on a different planet rather than, you know, good old Columbus, Ohio. I love it. Don't get me wrong. And it's a fantastic escape of reality. And it's just not my reality. So I just wondered what it would be like. I came across a few Midwest girls on TikTok, you know, trying to do um, outfit of the day, a day in the life, that type of stuff. And I loved how much I related to it and how much I enjoyed it. And I just was like, I wonder if I could like start a podcast where I give life advice, talk with friends on here. Uh, What else? Talk about my favorite beauty products. Just talk about my favorite activities, just like anything, literally anything and everything that a girl in her 20s, a very normal girl would enjoy. And I was just like, I wonder if anybody would resonate with that. So I just thought that this would be a really good thing to start. And I just have really learned that being in your 20s is a really weird time. Like you have friends that are growing up and getting married and having kids. And then you have friends that are not growing up and it's like they never even left high school. So I feel like during this stage of my life, I'm learning a lot. I'm learning about being an adult, but sometimes I wake up and I feel like just a kid and I feel lost and confused with how to be an adult. And I just think life is hard, especially over the last couple of years. We can all agree that life has been challenging for literally all of us, especially us here just in very normal lives with very normal jobs. I plan to talk about 
everything and anything. I want to talk about relationships. I want to talk about job advice. I want to talk about my favorite products. I just, there's so much that I feel like I have to share and so much. I will be having conversations with my friends and I'm like, somebody needs to hear you say that. Like not just me, because yes, we know I probably needed you to say it, but somebody out in the world needs to hear that wisdom coming out of your mouth right now. And I always get joked around that I'm the talker in our friend group and I definitely can hold a conversation. Don't get me wrong, but I just feel like there's so much to talk about in this time period of our lives of being in our 20s and trying to figure it out. And maybe you're not in the best career in your dream career like you see some people on social media at your age. And maybe you are struggling with relationships and dating and maybe you are struggling with developing a good skincare routine because I am. So I think it's just everything like every aspect of my life I've definitely had a difficulty with and I'm just like this I know there's people out there that relate to this so I hope this is just comforting to most I hope that this is just resonates with a lot of people especially the topics I'm super excited to bring friends on and talk about that I think having those friends to banter with is going to be super interesting um and a lot of people are going to be able to relate to that so I just want to you know have a good time, talk about it, kind of keep this as a diary of my life as well, because why the heck not? So I just think it's something new and something exciting. I have so many different, you know, life topics I want to talk about. Um, the topics definitely range. And I'm, you know, want anyone to, that's willing to come on and talk about those topics. I want to get them on here with me. I want to have a conversation with them so it feels more comfortable and relaxed and not me just kind of like preaching to the mic, you know? So I definitely have friends and family that have great insights on just really big life topics and really just minor topics and topics that I think are lighthearted and fun as well. So just, I want to have this place where you as a listener have someone you can connect to, relate to, and just simple as that. I just want it to be a diary of a very normal Midwest girl who's lived in the Midwest her entire life is probably not leaving the Midwest anytime soon and just go from there. So I'm super excited and I'm hoping to upload weekly and I'm hoping to have those many guests like I've mentioned. Uh, I've planned, you know, I plan to have a few different segments and I just want to talk about those for a second. So let's talk about some different segment ideas that I have, and I would really appreciate feedback on these from any listeners. And, you know, if you have any other segment ideas, I'm always open to listen. I do have an Instagram for this podcast, and it is at Midwest Brunette one. I am trying to get find the person that is at Midwest Brunette and see if maybe they would be willing to change their handle. They don't have any followers, so we'll see if it's even an active account. I don't know. So at right now, the Instagram is at Midwest Brunette one no spaces, no underscores or anything like that. Please feel free to give me some segment ideas, feedback. And I think about every fourth episode near the end of each month, I want to have monthly favorites. These monthly favorites don't have to necessarily be products, though there will definitely be products 
in the monthly favorites, but it can even be just something that I really enjoyed that month, uh, you know, like an activity or, you know, just a self-care routine or a self-care activity or something like that. And then I also am going to have probably a pop culture segment um, in each episode. So I'm hoping to take about five to 10 minutes of each episode and talk about pop culture. So a couple reasons why I really want to talk about pop culture. I have enjoyed pop culture ever since I was a kid. I remember it was a really big bonding thing with my mom and I. We always were interested in all of these other people's lives. And again, I think it circles back to that social media and growing up in a social media um, world. You know, Instagram really took off when I was in high school and getting to feel so connected to these celebrities that I never really felt connected to as my younger self just because social media wasn't really a thing. So now it's just so in, it's so entertaining. And Chicks in the Office from Barstool Sports is probably my favorite podcast, my biggest inspiration. I adore and love Rian Fran so much. Definitely not going to take on the amount of pop culture that Rhea and Fran take on, but definitely have to touch on it because it's just such a big part of conversation in my world with my friends and my family. And, you know, it's fun conversation. So it is very entertaining to me. And I just will definitely have to talk about it, especially because I feel like there's always so much drama going on. So, um, you know, let me know your opinions on that. And you don't have to hear me talk about myself the entire time. You know, let's be honest. I I don't want to do that. You don't want to hear that. So it's nice to mix it up. Uh, I want to do a write-in option as well. So I know I mentioned the Instagram that I have at Midwest Brunette one. I also have a, a Gmail account that I'm working on getting set up right now. I will finalize that Gmail account and let you guys know in episode two. I'm It's not totally finalized yet, but I'm hoping that people could write into there or Instagram. If you're comfortable DMing me on the Midwest Brunette Instagram, that's completely fine. I will keep your profile, your name, and everything confidential. I won't let anybody know who you are. If you want a shout out in that way, you want me to tell the world who you are, that's great. I'll do that. But otherwise, I will keep it confidential unless you directly ask me to not. If you're, you know, wanting advice or wanting me to talk about a certain topic, whatever you would, you know, you think you would find entertaining to hear, you know, my piece of it or, you know, my you know, I guess opinion or anything like that, I'm definitely down to take suggestions and run with them. So I always look at like Tinks's um, Ask Me Anything Instagram. If you don't know Tinks, she is um, a influencer, mostly on TikTok, but I recently started following her on Instagram and I love her Ask Me Anything. And I love how it's so like personal to the person that sent it in but you can also relate to it as an outsider and having no idea who this person is. Does that make sense? So just something a little different. But yeah, those are some segments and topics I plan to talk about in the podcast. And then today I do actually have a pretty good first topic. I think this is a topic that a lot of people struggle with. And I think this is a topic that I definitely still struggle with, but I've really learned to take it and run with it and enjoy parts of it. And this topic is surviving your single season. So how the heck do you do that? How do you survive your single season and have fun and learn to grow in your single season? 
So I have many tips, many tricks. I want to get into those. So let's just go ahead and jump right into it. Ugh, so surviving your single season, right? I am a single 25 year old girl and just really throwing that out there. And I am truly, this sounds so cliche and corny and cheesy, but I am a single 25 year old girl and I am not ashamed of it. I have many friends that are not single and I have many friends that are. And I think this is kind of reverting back to what I talked about earlier about how your 20s are weird. Like you have people that are settling down and starting lives and then you have people that are still taking their single season and figuring it out and enjoying themselves and waiting for not, you know, waiting and looking and dating for that right person. So I think it's a lot because everybody's in different stages. I also think that being single, especially I'm recording this on December 1st, the holiday season, it can be really daunting to be single during the holidays. Christmas, New Year's Eve, I know my birthday follows in December, you know, there's a lot to celebrate and you want that special someone there celebrating with you. Sometimes though, I think it's better to be by yourself. And you're probably like, what? Like, what do you mean? I have taken the last couple uh, holiday seasons and I have enjoyed them because I have taken them knowing that these are numbered, knowing that this could be my last single holiday season and it's time to enjoy it. It's time to deep dive into my family. I see my, you know, I'm the youngest of five, right? So I see my siblings have to kind of split their Christmases, their Thanksgivings, rightfully so, right? I mean, of course they have to split it. They're they're married and they have kids and grandparents want to see their grandkids and, you know, it totally should be split. Absolutely. But when it's, you know, split and I get to stay with my immediate family all day, I can't help but feel a little grateful. And I definitely was in a relationship prior to this single season where I was splitting holidays with their family and my family. And it was really hard, you know, having to leave my family for his just because of course I loved and cherished his family, but it was just, that's my family, you know, like that's my Christmas with my family. And knowing that these Christmases could be numbered with just my immediate family, you know, and not having to split my time, it makes you cherish this single season a little more. You just get to be so selfish with your time. And it's so nice to be able to be that way. And then regarding New Year's, like this could be your last New Year's going to the bar and kissing a random at midnight and telling them happy new years and not even getting their phone number when you leave the bar <laughs> and just knowing that a stranger was your first kiss of the new year. So I think it's nice to just soak it in and just be like, this could be my last holiday season. I really get to enjoy this. I get to be, I get to enjoy flirting at holiday parties and, you know, drinking during the biggest drinking night of the year, you know, the night before Christmas or the night before Thanksgiving or New Year's Eve. Do we think, which one do we think is the biggest drinking night of the year? Because I really have heard that the night before Thanksgiving is, but I really didn't do that until post-grad. So but anyways, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like you get to be selfish with your time and your plans and everything 
during those nights and just enjoy it. And I think it's so fun. And you can look at your friends and just soak in your friendship with them even a little extra more than when you're not single, you know? And then, you know, you get to take this time and you get to be selfish. And that's kind of what I mentioned with the holidays, but not even just the holidays. Your time is your time. You get to be selfish and work on you and become comfortable doing things alone. I'm 25 years old and I never had a meal by myself until what, when was that? I think September I went and had a meal by myself at a restaurant and I've never, ever done that before. Granted, I sat outside on the patio and had a book. I know that people say that's cheating, but I had to do it. And it was just, I, there's so many things that I realized I never did by myself because I always had such a loving group of friends and family. And then I had, you know, always had a boyfriend. And so just doing little things like that, like really boost your confidence and then taking your after work schedule. I work typically at nine to five, taking that schedule and getting to be selfish with it is amazing. Like it is 11 o'clock on a Wednesday when I'm recording this and if I had somebody else with me right now, they would probably be trying to go to bed and I'd be keeping them awake where I'm completely by myself and I get to decide when I record and how I record. And it's just really little things like that, that just kind of get like exciting that you just get this time to yourself. And I think especially in my job, I do give a lot of myself away. So it's nice when I clock out that I have that time to be selfish and I'm learning to, you know, break the chain of codependence. And um, I definitely struggled with codependence in my last relationship. And I think being in your single season is the only way that you're gonna break that chain of codependence. Because if you are constantly, you know, bouncing from, you know, individual to individual, it doesn't even have to be like an intimate relationship, just not taking any alone time. You're never really going to break that chain of codependence. And I just want to be able to stand on my own and be content with that. Because if there's one thing I've learned in, you know, my early, early twenties, it was people can decide to walk out of your life at any time. And when they do, you have to be comfortable with who you're looking at in the mirror. You have to be comfortable with standing there alone. I'm not saying you can't be sad, but I was like so uncomfortable that it was like hard to even look at myself. Like, I think it was just hard to, you know, stand on my own when I had somebody in my corner for so long and I still had people in my corner you know, when that breakup occurred, but I think I just relied on that person way, way too much. And being able to now sit here and do things alone, even little things like going to grab lunch by myself or dinner by myself is such an accomplishment for me. And I never even realized that that was a goal of mine until I was forced to stand on my own two feet. So I think it's just like, taking that time and learning to be secure and confident in yourself and being the best version of you. I want to be the best version of me. And I know I've definitely improved, but I wouldn't say I'm completely there, but I'm not saying you have to 
be completely content about every aspect of your life to date somebody, right? I mean, that's just unrealistic. We're always going to have issues in our life. But I want to be confident in myself that those insecurities that I used to have just crawled out so, so bad in the last time that I dated someone seriously. And I just would never want to feel that way again. And I would never want to put that burden on another individual and being that codependent. And I just want to be able to give my best version of myself. So doing these little things like, you know, scheduling workout classes and sticking to a workout routine and learning how to cook and learning, geez, I don't know, a new hobby. And just those little things really build on your confidence. And I never knew that. And I think that's just what is so intriguing about your single season is just you are learning all of these skills and this way to live your life but you're also like benefiting and becoming a better version of you does that make sense like not only are you becoming a better version of because of those skills that you're obtaining but you're becoming a better version because you're confident and you feel empowered and you feel like you know what this person could walk out of my life and I will be super sad, but I will know that that's just one, how life goes. And two, I just will be okay. Like I will be okay on my own. And I think during this time of, you know, building yourself up and becoming confident, you also get to like work on growing your friendship and family relationships. You get to really lean into those other roles that you take on as a best friend, as a sister, as a daughter, as a, you know, an aunt. I've really tried to like concentrate on my aunt role. Um, I've really tried to concentrate on, you know, being a better friend, especially within the last year and really you know, taking all the self-awareness that I've learned during this single season and putting it into my friendships. And I think when you put in that work and you reflect and you do therapy and you journal or you do whatever works for you to take that time to put in the work to better yourself and, you know, your, you know, your relationships outside of an intimate relationship, you're just going to be happier. I know that kind of sounds repetitive, but you really are. I've, I've put in a lot of work during my single season for sure. I've done it all, like all of those things that I mentioned to you. So I, you know, I, I was in therapy as a child just for a little bit, um, dealing with the grief of a lost, you know, family member. And I think that was when I really first looking back picked up on having anxiety, but I never really diagnosed it or it was, I was pretty well managed, I would say until college and then college, you know, your world flips upside down. You hear, you hear the stories about it all the time. People become different people when they go to college. And I think college and especially near the end of college was when I was really just not doing well with managing my anxiety. And I think it was time to go get that like proper diagnosis and put in that work. And I now work in mental health and I'm a huge mental health advocate. And I definitely plan to take a lot of time in this podcast and talk about mental health. But I think just, you know, taking that time in therapy you know, during college and post-grad, I was there in it for about two and a half years. And I think it was probably the most evolved I became in a short period of time. 
Like I would leave therapy and one felt like I just brushed my brain, like brushing your teeth. You know, that like relief, like feeling that you feel after you brush your teeth in the morning where you just feel clean and crisp and just, you know, very clear. That's how your brain feels when you leave therapy. And anybody that bashes therapy or says therapy does didn't work for them, I that really hurts me to hear that they had that experience. I would most likely say that that is probably due to you just not having a connection with the therapist that you have been given. And it could take more than one. So I've been super fortunate. And when I decided to jump into therapy, uh, my you know, I think it was my senior year of college when I decided to jump in the therapy, I really lucked out and was paired with a really good therapist that I connected with right off the bat. She ended up um, treating me and, you know, having sessions with me for about two, two and a half years. And she was, I, I think about her probably daily and think about things she has taught me. And she truly, I can say, changed my life. And I went to another therapist when she had left the practice and attempted to connect with that therapist. But at this point, I was also really close to discharge. I was off of anxiety medication. I was doing really well. I had learned to develop a routine that really worked for me and my anxiety. And so I was kind of close to discharge and her and I were bouncing the idea back and forth. But she was like, I just want you to meet this therapist just so you basically stay in our system and you won't have to go on a wait list if you ever need to come back. And I was like, you know what? That makes sense. So I went and I did not have a connection with this second therapist. I didn't. And she tried to um, pick somebody that she thought was going to be good with me because she knew the techniques that she used. So she was like, let's, you know, let's connect you with her. I just didn't have the connection with her and that's okay because I was close to discharge. So I really lucked out and ended up discharging from there. But if you have tried therapy and it hasn't worked out for you, I just, I know it's so exhausting and it's the hardest thing to do in the world, but if you're really looking to self-improvement or help you with some things that are happening right now in your life, just give it another try with maybe a different practice, a different therapist, something, because when you find that connection, like I said, that was the most growth I had made in such a short period of time. I still am making growth post-therapy because... I was in therapy. So I know techniques and I know things that work for me to help me continue to improve. So I think if you just know and get the basic tools, you can really hit the ground running with it. I've noticed I'm slower at at realizing things. I'm slower at, you know, making connections of, you know, Abby, when you sleep in all day, you don't feel that great. And you're in a grumpy mood all day. Well, that took me so long to figure out where I would have went into my therapist and said, you know, Hey, I'm grumpy when I sleep until noon. She's going to be like, yeah, well, let's talk about that. And I'm going to know right off the bat that I shouldn't be sleeping till noon, no matter what time I went to bed the night before. So that's just what my body does and how my mind works. And I was just like, Oh my gosh, It took me so long to figure that out, but in therapy, I figured it out like that. So just, you know, I, I preach on therapy. I will preach on therapy. That's something not a lot of people can change my mind about. It really worked for me with therapy. I learned that reflection. I learned how to reflect in journal and listen to Ted talks and 
listen to different podcasts kind of similar to this one where it was just people talking about their real lives and what their struggles were and what their realizations were during those struggles, you know? So I think just putting in the work is really what's going to be the best thing at the end of the day. Something else is taking girls trips. If you have a good group of girlfriends plan trips at least maybe two a year. I, we don't even do girl. I mean, we do girls trips still, but we'll do friend trips now where a lot of our friends will go as well. And that is just as fun, like just as relieving as a girl's trip. This also like gives you something to look forward to and something to work, you know, to work up to, right? So like, you're going to work up, you're going to wake up, you're going to go to work, you're going to go to your workout class, you're going to get these things done, you're going to meal prep, you're going to eat clean, because you're going on that girl's trip in, you know, two months, and you want to feel confident, and you want to feel great. And you know, you feel confident and great when you work out, eat clean, wake up and work hard. And I, it's just little things like that, that really, I don't want to say past time because I don't want you to just pass time during this season, but sometimes that is what it is. Like sometimes you're in this just like really sad, upsetting mood about your single season. And that is when taking a girl's trip or taking a friend trip is something you can really fall back on and be like, I have this trip that I'm going on. I, there's, there's not a lot to be sad about. I, I have a great group of friends and it kind of re it tricks your brain into remembering all that you have. It's a good way to trick your brain because, you know, we see those friends and we talk to those friends daily. Sometimes we don't cherish it as much as we should. Planning those trips and stuff makes us cherish that more. Okay. Another tip, learn about what you want out of a relationship. This was the most mind-blowing thing. I remember when I learned it because I think during my very initial beginning, you know, uh, of dating, I really lucked out and had a good amount of boys that I was really interested in after the first date, which I think really set my tone for the rest of my dating where I was like, every boy that I'm going to go on a date with, I'm going to like see a relationship with. And then I slowly started to continue to go on more dates and realized that that was not true. <laughs> that, you know, I'm going to, you know, making myself a value here. Okay. So I have good qualities, I think, to offer a partner or in a relationship. And I think that in past relationships, those were kind of dimmed. And so I think I didn't really see myself as a value until I started working on myself. And then I slowly started to build the confidence and remember, you know, things that I did like about myself, which we should never be ashamed to like things about ourselves. And then I would go on dates with guys and I was like, wait, you're not somebody I'm going to fall in love with. I just know it. Like, you know, you meet them, you get to know them, you like them, but you just know it's not going to get there and it's not your person. And I was just like, wow. So I'm using dates now to find vow, you know, to find what I want out of a relationship. So not, I'm not focusing on, do they want me? I'm focusing on what from you do I want? So I can, you know, look at the past 
you know, talking stages that I've had. And there's little things about each person that I like. And I'm not saying that my person is going to have all of these things, but there are things that I have learned from other people, you know, other guys that are now non-negotiables for me. So yeah, the, just those little things that you find from each person, I think are good to take with you and realize like, is this a deal breaker for me essentially? Or, you know, is this something that, you know, I am, you know, super interested in, you know, for example, I've really learned if they don't have a really good reason on why they're close with their family. I mean, if they have like family trauma or something, that's different. Right. But if they're not very close with their family and they can't really give you a reason why I'm a really, really, really family oriented person. So that is something that I just really have a hard time connecting with, you know, and that is just something that I value and that I want my significant other to have. I want their family to become my family and I want to have no issues splitting those holidays. Like I mentioned earlier on, because I love your family as much as I love my family and I want you to love your family and my family you know, equal amounts as well. So that's something too, that I've really picked up on. I've dated a couple guys where they're just like not close with their family. They don't really give me a reason why maybe they didn't open up about it. And that's okay because that's their story. And if they don't want to open up about it, that's completely fine. But that is something I find interesting. Like I never learned that and never really knew how important that was in my partner, my future partner until I started dating. And then I learned. So, you know, learn about what you want out of that relationship. It's time to start making yourself the value. You know, you definitely deserve it. You're out here. You're trying to figure out what you want. It's like, you know, good for you. Might be talking to myself a little bit right now too. <laughs> so I think something else about surviving your single season. This is a really hard pill to swallow. And Halsey said this, I think on a podcast, I saw it on a TikTok and I, I think my mouth dropped when I first heard it because I was like, wow, the accuracy of that. The hardest lesson I think you learn in your twenties is you are not the main character in everyone's story. So dating can be really exhausting, especially in this day of age. And we're going to talk about that more too. Don't worry. But you know, dating in this day and age is never wanting to commit. It's basically dating. It's having these basic relationships, but never calling them what they are. And I think that is what's so exhausting about dating in our day and age. And you just, it knocks your self-confidence down so quickly. But then I've, you know, I've definitely been knocked down by guys that I have wanted to seriously date and they're just not there. And I'm just like, what did I do wrong? Like, what could I have done different? Could I have done this different? Could I, could, should I have said this? Or, you know, just turning in my own head, like a madman. And then I'm realizing after hearing that quote, that they are their main character. These boys, even themselves are their main characters. So in retrospect, it's not really what you did. It's really not about you. It's about them. You know, I've out of, you know, dating, I have had one boy tell me the truth, you know, tell me that this is why they were not ready to date. And 
that didn't make it any easier, but I definitely understood it more. So when they told me, hey, I really like you, but this is why I can't date you. I was, of course, upset and of course distraught, but I also could sleep a little easier at night knowing like, yes, it wasn't me. And I know that about the other ones too, but like hearing him say it validated it more, which I hate that because I should just be able to know that like at the end of the day, this is not about me. Like if they're not wanting to take this extra step with you, you are just simply not there. You know, you are not the main character in everyone's story. You're the main character in your own. So treat yourself like the main character of your own and walk away knowing you did all that you could. You liked this person. And if they simply just didn't like you enough back to make it official, then that's, that's their choice. And that's not your person. And just think of it as thank goodness that I found out now rather than dating this person, you know, for six or seven years and wasting a ton of time and then, or even possibly getting a divorce. I mean, just, you know, messy stuff like that. Be thankful that it ended where it did. And that's super hard to accept, but, and that sounds like so cliche. And so like, it's not that easy. But it really is like if you just look at it as this is me, this is who I am, this is what I have to offer. And if that's not what they want, then that's not what they want. And that's on them because they're the main character in their story. You're the main character in your own. So just keep doing your thing and keep going. So I think that was like, I just will never forget hearing that quote. And I think that's true with not only your single season, but just life in general, your friends, your family, you know, you are not the main character in everyone's story. You are not what everybody's thinking about all the time, but that's also like kind of a blessing because thank goodness, like thank goodness we don't have like a spotlight on us all the time. Just remember that. And I think that really is like my biggest, I guess, tips and tricks on surviving your single season. I definitely just think that this is a really hard season for a lot of people and especially when you come out of like a long-term relationship you never know how to handle it so I think it's just something that you should take day by day and just enjoy it enjoy this time of your life and soak it in and go crazy if you want be chill if you want do whatever you want with your time you're allowed to be selfish at this time Alrighty, that wraps up our very first episode of Midwest Brunette. I cannot believe that we just did that. So like I said, we do have an Instagram. Please feel free to follow it at Midwest Brunette one on Instagram. I'm working on the Gmail account. I'll get that out to you guys as soon as possible. And I really, really can't wait to hear your feedback. And I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I'll see you guys next week. Bye.